What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. 
Okay, you just heard the song Sleepwalk. I know you've all heard that song. And if you're anything like me, on the very last note of that song, every time you throw your hands up in the air, you shout out to the sky, Richie! All right. I don't mean to make light of death, but I do that every time. So a little bit of dark humor, but that's just my thing. So if you're ever somewhere and you hear that song, I will feel you somewhere if you yell to the sky and call out for Richie. But yes, that was Sleepwalk. A little bit of a Pepsi challenge for you to see if you liked that version without knowing who did it. Now, this guy, actually, we paid tribute to him a few episodes ago with Bruce Kulick doing one of his songs. Yes, that was Joe Satriani's version of Sleepwalk that appears on his album Strange Beautiful Music from 2002. And the reason I have it here on the odds and ends, not because he's a close personal friend or anything, or even just a friend, but I don't really count all instrumental albums for my album reviews because... It's really hard for me to rank them. That's just how I feel, and I've always done it that way. So, say la vie. I'm still going to represent your album, but you're just not going to be on the list. Not trying to John Belushi you, but yes, you are a big talent, Mr. Joe Satriani. You are a teacher of champions. So much respect, and I really dig that very faithful version of Sleepwalk, i got to say. Opening up the show on a mellow note. Now we're going to get into something here just a little bit manic. Actually, a lot more manic than Sleepwalk, for sure. I guess anything is... But this one right here, one of my favorite 90s bands, Soul Coughing, definitely on the brain again recently for me due to the fact that their lone best of compilation called Lust and Phase finally got its due and got put out on vinyl for Record Store Day this year. And I was very happy to get it. It's on a 2LP for this one. And it might still be out and about in your neck of the woods. And I got to recommend it as a great 101 for this band, even though they only had three studio albums out. They are one of the most original bands you'll ever hear, ever. So there's my recommendation. It, they're really hard to pinpoint. They are definitely a true alternative. So this best of right here, it covers, like I said, all three of their studio records. It represents a good chunk of each record. It's also got the handful of soundtrack songs that they have out and about. Got a remix on there of their biggest song, Super Bon Bon. And at the very end, they had an exclusive to the CD live track of a fan favorite from their first album, Ruby Vroom, this song called Casio Tone Nation, which is my favorite song on the first album as well. So on that one disc best of that Rhino had originally put out, I remember going, oh yeah, that's cool. And they even added in different references and lyrics for this particular live version. Now, if you try to go, let's say, stream this album on Spotify, for instance, you will not get that exclusive live version that was on the CD it's just not there anymore. Don't know why, it's just not. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense because Rhino has a ton of representation on places like Spotify and Apple Music, so I'm befuddled by that. But then, on top of all that, I got the Lust and Phase vinyl. Like I said, super happy to get it. And it's not like a make-or-break thing for me, but I saw that the track was listed here on the vinyl, Casio Tone Nation, live at the very end. I'm like, cool, it's going to be on here. That's awesome. That makes this thing just a little bit cooler. And then when I put it on, we get to the end of it, and they didn't put that live version on there. Even though it's listed as a live version, like the one that was on the CD, it's actually the original studio version on that vinyl. So we've been had. But once again, it's not like I'm saying refund or anything. It's just kind of weird 
that this live version just doesn't seem to exist anymore. So the only way you're going to get it is if you have it on CD or if you happen to be tuning in to the show here right now, you're going to enjoy it. And I'm calling it an exclusive once again here on Rock Strikes 10. Here's a live version of Casio Tone Nation. Enjoy. Of Cuba, the five person nation of AOL.com, the five person nation of Squid, the five person nation of Fettuccine, the five person nation of Stephen Keen, the five person nation of Cassie Tone. The five-person nation of Cassio's home Five, fifteen, twenty-five, thirty-five, forty-five, fifty-five, sixty-five, seventy-five, eighty-five, ninety-five, a hundred
that note, thanks very much. We're getting into our big old vehicle and going away. Thanks for coming out, y'all. Big up to Mr. Chad Blake. See ya. Such a massive callback to my days that I constantly reference here on the show of being a former manager of a CD warehouse. And I was damn good at it. Also, I was damn good at counting the cash at the end of the night, mostly due to that song. I get it done really quick. So 5, 10, 15, 20. Every, every night I did that because of that song right there, Casio Tone Nation. I love it. A live version from the CD only. <laughs> Of Lust and Faze, the best of Soul Coffin. Go find it. It ain't on vinyl. It ain't on Spotify. It's only on the damn CD. How about that? I really hope that there are more vinyl reissues down the road. Need all three of those on vinyl for sure. I would love to have a copy of all three live albums they put out to represent each tour. So yes, fingers crossed. Now we're going to get into what I like to call a warped tour double shot. Because I, I don't even have to look on lineups. Not that I went to the years that either of these bands would have been on. Because I, I, I think I only went to one Warped in 98. What a lineup that was. That thing was tremendous. But I, I can almost put a lot of money on the fact that both these bands definitely played Warped Tour. If not more than once. Probably a handful of times each. So let's go with that as a twofer. I actually played a song from the Spider-Man movie soundtrack from 2002. The Sam Raimi one. I played a song from that to kick off the odds and ends. We did Aerosmith's polarizing version of Spider-Man, even though I kind of dig it. But we're going to play the best song here from Spider-Man, in my opinion, on a lot of principles, because this was the song that made me finally go, man, I think I might like these guys, because they're kind of fun, and I got to get on board here. So, And to help me out along the way, you got Carrie King from Slayer showing up to give these guys the high sign and be like, yeah. You kids are okay. You got some chops. And I don't think it's a paycheck thing because Kerry King has always fashioned himself as a guy with integrity. So I'm saying with this moment right here that some 41 definitely became legitimate. So yes, you're going to hear some 41 with Kerry King on guest lead guitar right here playing on his first hip hop jam. And what has to be what at least 25 years, right? I mean, that sounds right, doesn't it? I mean, if you don't count the Judgment Night song, let's go with that. But, yes, Sum 41 and Carrie King with this one right here. Check it out. It's what we're all about. Now I'm getting down south, and you see me running. 
There was a fun twofer right there for you. We kicked things off with some 41 with Kerry King doing what we're all about from Spider-Man. Got to say, I'll say it over and over again. Seeing some 41 at Kane's ballroom this year with Nola. It's one of the best shows I've seen this whole decade so far. They freaking own live. You should definitely go see them, especially go see them headline in the smallest place possible. Freaking rule. Smoke, rock. It's just, it's awesome. And then we finished things off with Tiger Army, a psychobilly trio right there. And I don't play a lot of Tiger Army on the show, but I do dig them. In 2002, they put out an EP called The Early Years. It was a collection of their different seven inches and stuff like that. And you got to play that one right. It's one of the songs that built rock and roll. 20 Flight Rock, an Eddie Cochran classic. So I'm always going to play it if I can find it on something. So yes, great stuff right there. Let's keep the energy high, man. I'm halfway through my bang, and I'm ready to play this one here for you. On the Volume 2 of The Odds and Ends of 2002, I kick things off with a professional wrestling entrance song by way of Dope, doing Vince McMahon's No Chance in Hell, and I'll play another pro wrestling theme. Now, this song wasn't created for any particular person to come out to, but this song is so fun It actually wound up being the theme song for Monday Night Raw for years and years after this release. 
So when I hear this song, I'm just ready to strap myself in for two hours of nonstop action. And I mean that. I, I intend this non-satirically. I'm a big freaking pro wrestling fan. And this band, actually, they really didn't... I actually thought they were going to do a lot better than they did overall. Seems like at the time, they, they probably just sounded like a bunch of other bands that were around. And so I guess they just didn't really make room for these guys. But I got to say, they have a couple of good songs. And this one is probably the best song they ever recorded. It's just... So much fun, like I said. I'll say it over and over again. But yes, this one is meant to be played very loud, so do it if you can. Or pause it and go somewhere and crank it. But yes, we're about to all move to the music. This is Union Underground with Across the Nation. Now get the guns, the drugs, from my generation. I'll take the fall, the saints, and across the nation. And it's a pretty sure that I think this was the third car I ever had. It was a black Ford. It was like a Ranger. And I'm pretty sure I blew out the right speaker in the car pretty much just because of this song and a handful of others on WWF Forcible Entry, that soundtrack. But man, I, I still love that song. 
I don't care if it's aged well or not. It rocks in my ears. That was across the nation. Hope you enjoyed that. And it's fitting that I play this guy on this particular episode because we opened up the show with Joe Satriani. Now we have arguably his most famous student and Steve Vai right here. This is a true odd and end for Steve. This doesn't come off of any of his instrumental albums so much. It's basically a new song on a really interesting collection of his. He put out a bunch of vault material throughout the 2000s. I think it's called Elusive Light and Sound, if I'm not mistaken. He did a whole box set release. I think it was like a mail order only or internet only kind of thing. But after a while, he did put them out separately, or at least he put out the majority of them separately. There's two really cool ones that I recommend from this collection. Not that they're not all worth listening to, because Steve puts out some of the best instrumental records of all time, for sure. But this volume one right here that I got when it came out uh, has this song, and then it's got basically what is, up to this point, a complete collection of all of the movie music that he composed for the different scores. It's even got the song he did for Crossroads, the one he did with Ry Cooter, the Cutting Heads duel. That's on there. It's got his complete score from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and it's got some of the songs from Encino Man that he scored, and it's got the complete score from PCU, one of my favorite 90s movies of all time, for sure. I like it better than any of those movies I just referenced. PCU is great. And Steve did the score for that. But the bonus song on this album, which I guess maybe there was a thought to include it on some soundtrack, but I don't think it ever made it on anything, so he put it on this collection right here. So it's this really cool cover song that he also sang on. Steve doesn't really sing a whole lot, much like his teacher, but when he does, not too bad, I gotta say. And this is one of the great classics in rock history, and it sounds really good in Steve's hands. So here you go, from the elusive light and sound i believe that's the name of it if i'm wrong i'll tell you after this but here is steve vi with his version of the kinks celluloid heroes Hardly even heard of 
say Cause he's liable to turn and bite But stay close by Betty Davis Because hers was such a lonely life And if you covered him with garbage George Sanders would still have style And if you stamped on Mickey Rooney He would still turn around and smile But please don't tread on dearest Marilyn Cause she's not very tough She should have been made of finer steel But she was only made of flesh and blood It doesn't matter who you are And those who are successful Be always on your guard Success walks hand in hand with failure Along Hollywood Boulevard I wish my life was a non-stop Hollywood movie show See where of celluloid villains and heroes Because celluloid heroes never feel any
Okay, so while that song was playing, I went ahead and wikied this album here so I could get the right name of it. But then I also found a really fun fact to go along with it, so I gotta share this with you. So yes, that was from the release called The Elusive Light and Sound Volume 1 by Steve Vai. It was taken out of his Secret Jewels box set and sold separately right there. That's the kickoff track on the CD. I do remember that. What I had no idea, and I guess it's maybe I learned it at some point. It might have even been in the booklet, this factoid. But this song was recorded originally for the movie Interview with a Vampire. And to which I'm assuming that it was supposed to be used at the end of the song. And then what happened was it appears that Guns N' Roses came in with their cover of Sympathy for the Devil. And there you have it. So it sounds like Steve may have gotten bumped for it. If I had to guess, that would be the, the case. But... That would have been an interesting closer as well, I think. I really like that version of Celluloid Heroes, but there you have it. And I also failed to mention that another movie that he did some score for, uh, how could I forget this? The movie Dudes from 1987. It's got some of his score pieces from that as well. So, yes, it's a really cool comp. The other one I would definitely recommend, he has one called The Seventh Song, which is a collection of all of his track sevens on all of his records up to that point. Because the idea is he has always sequenced his album to have the creative peak of the album or the emotional peak of the album always at track seven because he's big on the number seven as well. As you could tell, seven strings, the whole thing. It's also kind of a spiritual thing, apparently. But there you have it. We're going to do another two for right here with uh, something that makes sense with each other stylistically. It's I'm going to play a Wayward Son and then the influence that had a profound effect on said artist. So we're going to kick things off here with something by Weezer. Now, yes, they are going to be represented in the top albums of 2002. Spoiler, but they will be there because they have a really hot record in 2002. More on that later. But they also put out a live EP in 2002 called The Lion and the Witch. And it was originally just meant for import overseas audiences. I think specifically it's just supposed to be from Japan. And it's just a collection of live tracks and fan favorites and stuff like that on the road. And even though I had kind of seen in print throughout this time that Rivers was pretty down on the Pinkerton record, probably just due to the fact that it was a commercial failure at the time. But there's actually two songs from Pinkerton on there. So I thought that was really cool. So I'd like to play one of those right now to kick off this twofer. So from Lion and the Witch, this is Weezer with Falling for You. I'd like to ask for the Lord's help guiding us through the performance of this next song. <laughs> Please, God.
right there with his lone new song from 2002 that song was called california feeling that song actually closes 
a really neat best of the Beach Boys, and it's all songs that are personally selected by Brian of his 19 most favorite Beach Boys songs at that point. So it's a really neat collection, a collection of hits and misses and deep album tracks, and then it closes off with that new song right there, California Feeling. And I know it's not his strongest song ever, but it just makes me think of that collection, and I wore that out in 2002. That was one I always had on hand at the record store. So, yeah, just wanted to play that for you because that represents my 2002 for sure. Of course, before that, we heard from Weezer and a live version of Falling For You from the Lion and the Witch live EP. And we only have two more songs to go before this episode is over, and then we move on to the best albums of 2002. We're going to get close to the end of the alphabet with the second-to-last letter, Y, Representing that letter, if I can be so Sesame Street, is the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. They're still very new at this point in 2002. They had that little release, not a full length yet, in 2001. And so they follow up their self-titled EP with another EP called Machine in 2002 on their way to putting out their first ever full length in the year that follows this. So hopefully more on that one later. But till then, enjoy this one right here. This is the title track from that EP. I mean, it's basically a single. It's only three songs, so we could probably just call it a single. But here is said title track from this release. This is Machine.
Yeah, yeah, yeah is right there with Machine, the title track from their second EP and their second ever release right there in 2002. And the last artist of the night and the last odd and end of 2002 belongs to this man right here who is still putting out unheard and unreleased material as of 2002, which is basically about 20 years after his death. That would be the great Frank Zappa. The only release that they actually put out for Frank in 2002 was this thing called FZOZ, which basically means Zappa and Oz, which means Australia. It was a full show that they found in the vaults. It was professionally recorded. It sounds great. And it was from about the mid-70s. And so anything I can get my hands on, like full show-wise, I'm going to want to check out. I'm like Fish fans when it comes to Zappa. I'll listen to any live album there is to be had. And luckily on this collection, it unearthed the song that never made it on a proper album. So I think this definitely counts as being something to represent as an odd and end of O2, since it was brand new in this year. So the lone new song to be heard from Frank Zappa in 2002 is this one right here off of FZOZ. This song is called It's Either Crazer or Kreiser. Which one sounds better to you? I'm just going to go with it. Because of Kaiser, I'll go with it. This is Kreiser Rolls. Quick as I can A week ago I met a 
99% of the time, I always have to do kind of a premature fade with Frank because it's just going to go into the next song. They just go slamming in there. They don't really waste a lot of time, and they rarely stop down. But there you go. That was Frank Zappa and the Mothers, or a version of them, right there. FZOZ is the name of the release. You can stream it. That's probably the easiest way to do it. But that was Chrysler Rolls. So I hope you enjoyed all five volumes of the Odds and Ends here of 2002. We'll be back with the next five episodes. We're going to be counting down once again. One more countdown till the end of the year. We've got the best albums of 2002. Definitely don't have as many as we had in these other previous years, but I think I found some good quality stuff. So you got to keep that quality up. Like I said, I hold a high standard here. So I hope you enjoy the ones we got coming up and these episodes you've already heard. But until all that, and do your normal thing, recommend it to friends, and, and however you want to do, share it. Be interactive online, send me a message, do all that fun stuff in anticipation of this list. Feel free to send any kind of feedback on any of these episodes, what you liked and what you didn't like. Until the next episode, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend, Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.